0: Hour number two of the show, and we're going to recap and talk with you about one of the most shocking things that, frankly, I've ever seen in the National Football League. And, of course, that's what happened on Saturday when, in the middle of their game, Adam Schefter reports that Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck is going to retire from the NFL due to recurring injuries that... He's just tired of rehabbing from. And that may sound like tired of rehabbing. Well, that's pretty soft. No, if you've been paying attention to what Andrew Luck has gone through the last handful of years, and frankly, since he was drafted into the league, maybe we should have saw this coming. Maybe we should have seen this coming, to get my grammar correct there. So we'll talk about that. Kevin Bowen, who covers the Colts up in Indy for 107.5. The fan will join us to get reaction on site there, a lot of your calls and texts on this. And this really did shock the world. I was telling you in hour number one, when I was sitting in the Superdome up in the press box last January, it's January, sitting right next to Mike Totilier and Bobby A. Bear, and the no call happened and the complete moment of utter stunnedness that I experienced then I never thought would be replicated in the league. Folks, this one outdid it. Just being honest, it did. Because we've seen and have seen quite a bit some pretty egregious calls in the NFL. And frankly, maybe we should have seen something like that coming in the league with the no-call. Maybe not to the team that we cover and cheer for here, but somewhere. I don't think many people expected in this era of the NFL, when quarterbacks are so protected by the new rules in the NFL, they're thrown for more yards and more touchdowns than ever, they're getting paid more than ever, that we would see a quarterback in his late 20s that is already regarded as one of the league's great players, that is already one of the faces of the National Football League, call it a career. But that's exactly what happened on Sunday. On Saturday, pardon me, on Saturday night. So the timeline of this was Adam Schefter broke the news. The great reporter for ESPN saw some backlash against him, which is just completely out of line and unwarranted. He's doing his job, and his job includes bringing us some pretty shocking news like this. And I felt for Andrew Luck also in that same moment, saying, I wish he kind of would have got to do this on his own time, either a day or a couple of days later, but he was thrust into the spotlight up there in Indianapolis right away, and he had to give a impromptu, an impromptu post-game press conference where he broke down and got really emotional. We got a lot of sound here coming to you from uh, Westwood 1. and The first one I want to play for you here is just Andrew Luck talking about the four years of pain that has been constant for his body and one of the reasons why he decided to hang it up. I don't think that a lot of people that I've seen on social media, that a lot of people are bashing Andrew Luck here, saying it's soft, or how could you walk away from this money, and you got a rehab, you are getting paid that much. Well, the opposite side of that argument would be, well, he's already made generational money that's going to set him and his kids when he has them and their kids up with money. He doesn't need to keep playing for that. Another thing he told us in that press conference is, Well, the joy has been sucked away out of football for him. Yeah, he got emotional there, and look, it was was a little tough to watch. It was a little tough to watch, and Andrew got a lot more emotional when he started talking about his parents and his wife. And that's when Andrew Luck walked away from that podium the final time that he would be on a podium, in front of a podium, as an NFL quarterback. So Andrew Luck retires at age 29. One of those friends that he mentioned, T.Y. Hilton, his star receiver, both of them have said best friends not only on the team, on the field, but also away from the field. This hit T.Y. pretty hard. One thing that has struck me with all of this over the last couple of days, in the industry that I'm in and the era I'm a millennial, a late millennial, and grew up in the social media era, and all that we seem to want to talk about is who is the next Breeze? Who is the next Brady? Which one of these quarterbacks is assuredly going to be the Hall of Fame, face of the league kind of guy. And everybody right now, well, we thought it was Andrew Luck and maybe Patrick Mahomes and maybe Russell Wilson. nothing sure in this sport. It is a brutal sport. A brutal sport that takes toll on bodies. And maybe instead of trying to figure out who's next, or projecting greatness onto these young guys. Instead of doing that, maybe this is a reminder that we should enjoy watching greatness when we see it. The Tom Brady's, and yes, right here, Drew Brees, before he decides to call it a career. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going up to Indy. Kevin Bowen covers the Colts for 107.5, the fan. He joins the program on the last lap. Welcome back to the show. It's the last lap on WWL. What an incredible... Incredibly surprising scene up on Saturday in in Indianapolis. I mean, I'm I'm still at a a loss for words a little bit when we're talking about this. Because you, you just don't see an athlete that is in line for the kind of money that Andrew Luck is in line for. And remember, he was going to... And if I lost my train of thought there, but uh, we were doing something behind the scenes. Uh, uh, But I lost my train of thought there. Logan, all good? We good? Okay. All right. There you go. Live radio. Make it happen. But when you're in line to make the kind of money that Andrew Luck is, at about $100 million, $150 million for his next contract would have been a lot more than $100 million. Would have been more than what Russell Wilson got, which was what, 130 something, 135? That's what Andrew Luck was going to get in his next contract in about the next year. But the body, his body, just way too big of a toll. Way too big of a toll. And I do not blame him one bit for walking away. If he felt like he wanted to live his life a different way, I. I saw some stuff from, and I think most people saw it on Twitter, Doug Gottlieb taking major shots, and Andrew Luck saying, and let me see if I can find the actual tweet here so I can read it verbatim to you, from Doug Gottlieb. Quote, retiring because rehabbing is, quote, too hard, and, quote, is the most millennial thing ever. Hashtag Andrew Luck. And Gottlieb just got shredded on Twitter. No, it's not the most millennial thing ever. Maybe the most millennial thing ever is having made about $100 million and being 29 years old and going, huh, you know what? Maybe I don't want to get beat up for the rest of my life. Maybe I want to use and take all this money that I made from a sport that I used to love but don't anymore and go do something that fulfills me a little more in my life than this stuff does right now. Rob Gronkowski just retired at age 29. Yes, because he was also beat up. A lot of people thought Gronk was a lot older than that. No, he was same age as, as Andrew Luck. The opposite side of this now has been the backlash from some players and some around the league that I kind of referenced there in my interview with Kevin Bowen to the fans, very few fans up in Indianapolis who booed Andrew Luck as he was walking off the field after that preseason game. No doubt. That was inappropriate. You shouldn't be booing a player because his body broke down playing the sport that you love. I get that. But we have seen a torrential downpour of former athletes, media pundits, and guys like Mike Florio trying to condemn fans en mass as a whole. And I'm not just talking about those in Indianapolis – now we have guys, again, like Mike Florio or David DeCastro of the Steelers saying that fans, and I'm just going to read you David DeCastro, who's an offensive lineman for the Steelers, quote here. He says, quote, they treat us like circus animals, end quote, talking about all of the NFL fans, I guess, just in general, painting a broad brush. There is little that gets me more fired up in defending all of you who are listening right now, all of sports fans out there, and this is where the term entitled athlete comes in. When fans do things that are wrong, I call them out. When a fan base up in Ohio was defending Urban Meyer even though he was covering up domestic abuse, I let them know about it. When the fans boo Andrew Luck when he's coming off the field, I say, yeah, that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing it. But this would be like me condemning all football players to drug addicts, domestic abusers, and lawbreakers because of the stuff we see in the news all the time. Entitled athletes taking grand shots at football fans as a whole is starting to reach the zenith of absurdness to me. And David DeCastro said this, and then he had Mike Florio on Twitter piggybacking on him, saying, and I'll quote him, quote, a rift has been brewing for years between players and fans. The treatment of Andrew Luck has put a spotlight on it, end quote. Now, I have very strong opinions. Mike Florio has very strong opinions. Doug Gottlieb has very strong opinions. I don't dislike those guys' people. I'm just saying I don't like their take here. I'm not taking personal shots at them. But I am sorry to blame Andrew Luck's retirement, which is kind of how this is morphing into now. That Indianapolis fans in mass, they're the ones that are the villains in this scenario. That they didn't appreciate Andrew Luck enough. That they treat, according to DeCastro, NFL players across the country like circus animals. No, here is the truth. <laughs> here is the truth. And I'm trying to keep myself from just getting in a, a shouting at the top of my lungs ranty segment here. But the truth is NFL players now are richer than ever before, making more money than ever before because of fans who watch the games, who go to games who buy merchandise, and support the sport in the league with their money. The NFL is a $20 billion business because of fans. Fans are what literally pay the sport's bills. So spare me with all of this. All fans are terrible nonsense. I have had it. I have absolutely had it. This would be like us. Condemning every player on that Cincinnati, uh, excuse me, Kansas City Chiefs roster because of what happened with Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill. And saying, well, Patrick Mahomes is a terrible person because he's, well, he's a player with the Chiefs. Give me a break. Give me a break. This is unaware, entitled athletes doing this. And we started to see this come up a lot today, and I'm over it. Are fans always right? No. Are fans always rational? Heck no. There's a reason they're called fans. It's short for fanatics. I'm not the only radio host who says that, but gosh darn it, it's true. I'm not going to condemn an entire fan base because of a few alcohol-infused boos in the heat of the moment. Again, those boos were unwarranted, but most of the Colts' fan base the last couple of days have made that very, very clear. Let's stop with the vilifying of Indianapolis fans, of Colt fans, NFL players, athletes in general. Let's stop vilifying the fans who quite literally pay your bills. This would like be me getting on the radio and just trashing radio listeners or sports fans and saying, well, they don't deserve to be listening to my show because they don't know what they're – what? like, what? What would I be talking about there? That'd be foolish. David DeCastro saying this. Some Andrew Luck's teammates are saying this. I get it. Defend your guy. Let's not condemn an entire city, an entire fan base, or NFL fans in general. I'm just, I'm over that. Like the the the, the anti fan backlash over the last couple of years has just gotten to absurd levels. Athletes now have their own platforms to engage with fans, to engage with society and tell their story than they ever had before. Social media, the player's tribune. They can basically hand pick what reporters that they want to talk to and get their message out to every single day. And I like that. I don't have a problem with that. I like you understand what I'm saying here. I'm sorry. I just I I I I saw that come up about 20 minutes ago. And uh I'm over it. I'm absolutely over it. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. The last slap. We'll continue on WWL. Yeah, I, even when I go through this hour and I think about Andrew Luck's retirement, it just it is reinforcing to me on the fly why we need to appreciate football greatness when we see it in front of us and stop this. 2019 nonsense that, yes, I am squarely involved in. So I'm talking about myself, along with everybody listening out there. This 2019 nonsense that we engage in that always wants to talk about the next guy, the next star, the next face of the NFL, the next Drew Brees, the next Tom Brady. It's almost like we're we're never satisfied with this incredible greatness that we've we've just had thrown on our platter the last two decades. There's not going to be another Tom Brady. There will be great quarterbacks. There's not going to be another Tom. In this city, there will never be another Drew Brees. There won't be another Drew Brees in the NFL. There will be other great quarterbacks, accurate quarterbacks. There won't be another Drew Brees. It's kind of like this this conversation with Taysom Hill that we've been having now going on two years. See, the next Steve Young, the next great quarterback, all the athletic – slow down. Forget about Taysom Hill at quarterback. How about we watch the guy who's going to end up in Canton in a handful of years and appreciate the, the final year, final couple of years of his career. That's what I want to do. I mean, really. I've always kind of wanted – I mean, I've always wanted to do that, but this is just smacking me in the face with it over the last few days. Like, come on. We do these – I think this this is fueled fueled a lot by the cable networks and, yes, by National Sports Talk Radio. They do these off-season bits about, well, let's name the 10 best young quarterbacks. Let's name the the 10 future Hall of Famers in the league. Who's going to be the next Drew Brees? It's coming up next on – ZYXC TV. I mean, it's silly. It really is silly when you think about it. Like, like why? Why aren't we so not we satisfied with watching the incredible guys that are right in front of us? Everybody thought. Everybody thought. I couldn't find one person. we're gonna have all this retrospective uh, I guess dissertation on Lux career. When people act like, well, I saw this coming. Look at this one tweet when I put up in, put it up in 2012 that I said, I'm not quite sure about Andrew. Like, and everybody's going to be saying, See, I told you so. I never thought that he was going to be great. No, get a, give me a break. Every single person that I talk to, inside and outside the sport, on the air, off the air, football fans, not football fans, ex-players, non-players. I didn't have one person tell me that this guy was not going to be great. And he was great. He was great. He was must-see television when he was on for the last better part of this decade. But it's fleeting, especially in this sport. Guys walk away when they are young all the time. But we just don't see it at the quarterback position with guys like this talent. That's, that's why it's so shocking to us. Andrew Luck now, according to Pro Football Focus, is the highest-rated quarterback in their metrics to ever walk away from the game on his terms before age 30. They mentioned Colin Kaepernick in here, but they put a caveat that well, he didn't really walk away from the sport on his terms, obviously. That's what we got. Was there a person last week or, or last year who didn't think Andrew Luck was going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback? I didn't think Andrew Luck was going to hold multiple NFL records that didn't think Andrew Luck was going to be when it came up for a new contract the highest paid player in the sport? That wasn't going to be either the face or one of the two, three faces of the entire league when Brady and Breeze called it quits? So... For everybody here in New Orleans where I'm doing the show, I guess with me, do what I'm doing. This year especially. This hit a smack in the face here. we down here with Andrew Luck News. Let's all watch Drew Brees and stop thinking about Taysom or stop thinking about the next quarterback and the next guy. Let's appreciate who we have down here. Let's go to Pierre on the phone lines. Welcome to the show, Pierre. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, set? I'm good, man. i How- I really wanted to talk to you about this one because I'm really not even taking a football look at this one. You know what I'm saying? I understand what the the fans going on, you know, what's going on in Indianapolis. But I'm looking at, you know, the condition of luck. And, you know, knowing that we have a painkiller epidemic in this country, I'm surprised, thank God, that he wasn't found overdosed on painkillers somewhere. Well, I think that's part of it. It sounded like. Pierre, when he you can read between the lines where Andrew Luck talked about the rehab and how it sucked the joy out of his football life, right? And the the painkillers that are sanctioned by the NFL anyway are certainly part of that. I'm sure. Look, I'm I'm, look. This is a little speculation, but I can't imagine that that wasn't part of the equation. Right. So you know, I'm really worried about him. And if he felt like he needed to walk away, you know, that was a decision that should have been made between him and his family. And You know, everybody else got to deal with it. 100%. I could not agree with you more, Pierre. Frankly, if he wasn't hurt and wanted to walk away, I wouldn't bat a second eye as far as condemning Andrew Luck and his decision. I'd be surprised, certainly, just like I am with this one. But these are personal decisions. If I wanted to, tomorrow, walk away from the radio career because I felt like I wanted to travel the world and go to the Peace Corps or something. That's a personal decision. That's a personal decision. Nobody should read me the riot act for that. Same thing with Andrew Luck, who's got a lot more money in the bank than I will ever have. A text from the 985, Luck did not walk away on his own terms. Injuries forced him out. Well, I, did you not understand the context there, 985, or you just tried to be snarky on, on the line? You think that, Colin Kaepernick and Andrew Luck's situations are similar. I'm sorry they are not. You may not want to admit that. Colin Kaepernick still wanted to play in the NFL. There is an obvious form of collusion going on to not allow him back. Andrew Luck did not want to play anymore. Yes, injuries were the reason why he told us that on Saturday. Here's a text from the 504. That's the whole point—to leave while you're reasonably healthy, mind and body, absolutely. And I think we're going to start to see with all of the money in this sport. When you're making generational money before your 30s, I think we're going to see it a lot more. Maybe not at the quarterback spot, but other positions make a lot of sense to me. I mean, it's—it it, look, if I had 150 million more dollars plus at least that in your next contract staring me in the face, I don't know if I would have made the same decision Andrew Luck did but my body's not in the shape Andrew Lux is. And I'm six years older than him. 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. Back after this, including our bonehead of the day on WWL. Well, this one's easy tonight. It's a new segment of the day. Ah, yes, our bonehead of the day. We just talked about him. And uh, this would be Steelers guard David DeCastro a college teammate of Andrew Luck's at Stanford, taking to his platform post-Andrew Luck retirement to bash NFL fans as a whole. Quoting DeCastro, it's just sad people treat us like we're circus animals, end quote. Uh, That big fat paycheck you get every week during the season, David, the big signing bonus you get, it's paid by the back of those fans. Their eyeballs on TV, The rear ends in seats. How about you thank them? Are they all good? Do they act right every time? No. Fans, short for fanatic for a reason. David DeCastro, our bonehead of the day. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.